Thanks, Vanessa. On the text line, Logan, uh, the Logan Warrior says, Maddie, am I missing something here in regards to employment? Since when do you get a job offer and then get to choose who your boss is? Um, does that mean that you're the boss or coach? Maybe they should be proprietary limited companies in contract to the clubs and then they can be their own bosses. <laughs> yeah, look, what it shows is that the, the player has the power, essentially, and especially if you're somebody like David Fafita. So it appears to me, we don't know, um, but it appears to me that they, whatever they had to do to get that deal done last August, um, August just gone, that they had to do, which was put in some clauses there, even though they got a three-year extension off him, that includes options for 2025 and 2026. And that's probably the key word, options, in all of this. What are the options? Well, that's open to what you can put on the table at the time. Thank you for that, but you pose a very, very good point. Scotty Bailey's on the line from AAP Sports. Might have some thoughts around that one in the David Fafita situation. Scotty, good morning to you. To me, it seems as though I don't think the Titans are going to lose David Fafita, mate. You you might think differently, but um, it just seems as though he's him and his management have done what they can to get as much um, probably backup or favour into the clauses and the contract as they can. Yeah, morning, Matty. Uh, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like at the end of the day, the Titans couldn't afford to lose David Feeder, and it would have been a disaster for Des Hasler if he'd gone up there. And you know, the first thing that had happened uh, in August was David Feeder you know, deciding he wasn't going to stay at the Titans and wanted to go hit the market. So you know, they've done what they had to do to keep him. Des Hasler will absolutely back himself to keep David Feeder happy. I think, yeah. Say what you will about Dez. There's plenty of people who say plenty about him, but the reality is that if there's one thing Dez does well, it's stack his players and, and keep players happy. Very, very rarely do you hear rumblings at clubs uh, about players being unhappy with Dez. It's happened before, but it's, it's pretty rare. Like even You look at the manly sides he coached, and you know, they were all Dez disciples for the most part, especially in his first stint there and even in his second stint there. Um, you know, with guys like Kieran Foran, who's an influential voice up there, absolutely loved Dez Hasler. And then the dogs, like, you know, the players that were there um, during his early, early years, they absolutely swore by Dez. So I would be stunned if we get to a situation where David Feeder is you know, leaving the Titans at the end of next year because he's unhappy with Dez. I mean, there'll be plenty of clubs willing to throw a lot of money at him. Um, the Dragons, obviously, were pretty keen on Adam from Blake, and I dare say still will be if he gets released from the Warriors. The Titans have been keen on David Feeder for a while, but there be other clubs who'd be handy getting because why wouldn't you be? But yeah, I, I, like I said, I'd be very surprised if Des can't keep him happy. Yeah, yeah, I'd totally agree with that one. I mean, the Titans have already shown that they're willing to be flexible to try and mm. make sure that he that he you know has a look at those options. They'll continue to be very flexible, I would think, to to keep him and make sure that he's happy there. Um, that's what you get when you're a player in demand, and that's exactly what mm. David Fafita is. I just want to touch something on Magic Round. I'll get your thoughts overall on the draw um, that was mm-hmm. released yesterday. So we know Dragons are going to miss Magic Round. There were reports last year or coming into this year that the reason why the Knights were missing Magic Round was based on fan engagement numbers, etc., um, from the previous Magic Round. The NRL has told us this morning that it, this decision is not based on fan engagement. Is there any reason, was there any reason given as to why the Dragons ended up in that position this year or for next there year? There wasn't yesterday. Yeah, there wasn't yesterday, but like what I'd say is I, I sort of, I've been trying to track down for a month now who was going to miss Magic Round and 
my first guess, to be honest, was the Dragons because once you start uh, working out who has to be there, so Newcastle had to be there because they missed it last year. Um, the eight clubs who host all had, or I put, you know, host uh, in inverted commas, but, you know, the eight clubs who have it as their home game all have to be there because they've got long-standing deals with the NRL, um, you know, that they will play one of their home matches up there. So that's nine clubs. Then the Queensland clubs have to play at it. So uh, that's 13 clubs. Then, you know, you're not going to take Melbourne out of Magic Round. Uh, Penrith don't host, but the broadcasters will want Penrith there given their status as the three-time uh, premiers. So all of a sudden, you know, you're left with a couple of clubs. Like, I think off the top of my head, it was it left me with Parramatta, Canberra, and the Dragons as the possible clubs you could miss out. Um, so, you know, then you start going, well, Parramatta are a pretty popular club. Canberra have some ties up to Queensland. The Dragons are a club that's, let's be honest, struggled for the last couple of years. So maybe they make the most uh, commercial sense for them to, to miss out. So, you know, it's it sort of, you know, the NRL really only had a couple of options. Well, from what I can make out, of course, Dragons fans might be stoked with it, those who travel to Magic Round or those who are based in Queensland. But as far as the, the football department are concerned, look, they certainly wouldn't be upset about it. It's one less uh, away trip they've got to do. There's a lot of commitments to come with Magic Round, uh, media commitments, being up there a few days earlier, all that kind of stuff that they don't have to worry about this season. So from what I can make out, the Dragons are pretty, pretty stoked with their draw. And I don't, I don't think there's too much um, disappointment from, from down there about... It's down in Magic Round, except for the fact, obviously, they do have a lot of Queensland fans, and I know that they saw Magic Round as a real opportunity to do fan engagement stuff up there. But as far as the football department's concerned, I don't think they're that upset. And like I said, I'm not sure the NRL had a stack of options. Probably only three clubs to choose from, really. Yeah, yeah. And you still get the two points. And then the other part of that is to, you know, um, a lot of people saying, well, okay, Perhaps the team that finishes last, we should just make it really simple. The team that finishes last misses Magic Round the next year. That sort of incentivizes um, the bottom of the ladder, all that kind of stuff. However, for the for the reasons that you've just pointed out, and also the fact that the NRL, when Magic Round, when when the when the buy became part of the competition, mm. they said we will rotate it. That that's the one thing that they did say. So they're sort of mm. they're sort of locked into that. You know, you can't go well if you finish last. What happens if the West Tigers finish last for the next three years straight? They miss Magic Round because of that, and there's no rotation policy there. Yeah, and, and just to add to that, like, the, like I said, the Tigers have a deal to host at Magic Round. And, you know, while the clubs like the financial windfall of hosting up there, it's not as easy as you'd necessarily think to get clubs to agree to host there because they all have different arrangements in place around contractually where they have to play their home games, how, how many they've got to play at their home stadium. You know, they might have deals in place to play in other cities or states. Uh, so therefore, you know, like to take Manly as an example, they they because they agreed to play at, at the host at Vegas this year and they uh, have the long-standing deal with Magic Round that, well, to be honest, even if they wanted to get out of, they'd have to find another club to, to agree to take their place to host. Therefore, Mudgy gets squeezed out for Manly this year. So I've kind of gone off on a bit of a small tangent there, but if you understand what I mean, like it's not... Yeah. If yeah. the Tigers are just if the Tigers miss Magic Round, then you've got to actually find another club to agree to host there, and it's not that easy to do contractually. <laughs> it's like a Rubik's cube, mate, isn't it? Trying to figure all that out. Yeah, um, just a, <laughs> in, yeah, that's right. In terms of Magic Round too, Women's State of Origin. I thought it was. I mean, it was an absolute no-brainer. They've gone to three games and well done. That's that's awesome. Mm. So now we have this proper situation, and the way that it's slotted in and falls in um, to the State of Origin calendar, if you like is also important because Origin 1 for the women 
will be the night before the launch of Magic Round. So they're hoping the NRL here to to bring big, big numbers. Yeah, great move by the NRL. I've been critical at times of the way, uh, you know, of things they've done with the women's game, but this is, is a big win in two ways, um, what they've done this year. So, yeah, firstly, women's origin, going to three games, absolute no-brainer, had to happen. Can't believe it didn't happen earlier. Um launching the night before Magic Round. Look, to be honest, I think they'll break the record there for the most attended standalone women's match. It sits at around 18, 18,500 last year from Oregon and Townsville. I think they'll smash that this year, just or next year, sorry, based on uh, you know travelling fans. We know that Queenslanders will want to get to an Origin at Suncorp Stadium. There's a lot of pride that goes with that. So, general, eyeing off a record there, and I think it's pretty realistic. And then sticking with 10 teams in the NRLW, is absolutely the right move. There was a push at the end of the season to potentially go to 12 in 2024. 10 teams is the right move. The game's not ready for it yet, but they've moved the New South Wales Premiership, the Harvey Norman Premiership, as it's known, to back end of the year tax as a proper feeder system at reserve grade competition, which then gets them ready to go to 12 teams in 2025. And just one last note in the women's draw, that they'll kick it off in Newcastle on a Thursday night on the weekend where the Newcastle men's team have the buy, which probably gives them a real good chance for a, you know, a very sizable crowd up there because we saw in the final, you know, I think it was 12,000, I think Newcastle got for that semi final match mm. up there. So, again, it's probably a really good way to start the competition next July. Yeah, absolutely. Good on you, mate. We've run out of time. Um, but thanks for all of that. That's interesting thoughts. And yes, Women's Origin won the night before the launch of Magic Round will be huge. Scotty, thanks for your time this morning, mate. Pleasure, buddy. Have a great day. You too. Scott Bailey there. We'll also cover cricket. I was going to get to Scott, but I I might hold this over for Tim Payne. The women's squad for Australia will be announced for their tour of India today, and they will hold off on the captaincy call now after Meg Lanning's retirement. So let's not forget Elisa Healy in the middle of all that and has said that, yes, she wants to continue, but there's the, um, the hand issue, which I think she should be right. The dates for the tour of India for our Aussie women, December 21 to 24 will be the test match. And then three match ODI series after that. So between December 28 and just after the start of the new year. And then after that, three T20 international matches between January 6 and January 10. So the women's squad will be announced a little bit later on today. 0457 736 736 is our text line, our text line or 1300 01 on the open line.